Coming up on episode 66 of the Keto Camp podcast, we have Dr. Sonia Jensen and health coach Andrea Sieber. stressed out yes we're releasing our cortisol and adrenaline but we're also releasing oxytocin Mm -hmm. and oxytocin is that love and that community hormone so we as humans need each other to help lift one another up because without relationships there's no growth I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. What's going on, Keto Camper? So grateful to have you on the Keto Camp Podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. I wanna thank you and tell you how grateful I am that you decided to listen to the Keto Camp Podcast. Out of all the podcasts out there, you are with me right now, so thank you. On this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast, I have two great friends and mentors of mine, Dr. Sonia Jensen and health coach, Andrea Siebert. We're gonna deep dive into their stories, their health stories, which are very inspirational, very impactful, and I can't wait for you to hear their stories. Then we're gonna get into fasting, hormones, why it's important to reset and have a balance in your life. I'm all for growing the business, reaching a lot of people, but I also have structures in place to reset my body to reset my mind so I can make the impact I want to make. And when it comes to your health, it's important to control chronic levels of stress. We talk a lot on this podcast about chronic levels of stress. Acute levels of stress, the body is well equipped to handle like a lion chasing you or a tiger chasing you back in the day. That's what our ancestors had to deal with. Nowadays, we are stuck in traffic. We're stressed out. We got into a fight with our partner. We're stressed out. We have fluorescent lights all around us. We're stressed out. And now we have chronically high levels of stress and the body is not equipped to deal with that. What manifests is dysfunction and that shows up in symptoms. Fatigue, weight gain, skin issues, autoimmune issues. Now the problem is not the symptoms. They are far removed from the problem. The problem is that we were under chronic levels of stress. So we're gonna deep dive into how to master your stress in this episode and why it's important to surround yourself with people who are going to help you achieve the goals you want to achieve, including your health. Because I'm a firm believer that your environment is more important than heredity. It doesn't matter, you know, the genes you were born with. What matters is how you choose to turn on or turn off those genes. What matters is the environment you associate with. Because if we hang around five people who are unhealthy, who are broke, who are really hateful and resentful, then we're gonna be that sixth person. But instead, if you surround yourself with people who are positive, who are healthy, who are successful, you'll be the next person because proximity is power or proximity can destroy you. So we're gonna talk about the importance of going to a retreat 
and they do an amazing retreat that you're going to hear about. And I also have a special uh, link for you. So if you go to the podcast notes and you click the link in the notes of this podcast, you'll get to read all about their event coming up in February of 2020. And that's naturallybraveretreats.com. So if you want to go to that right now, check it out. But listen to the podcast, explore it. They have a couple of spots left for you if you're interested in this retreat in beautiful Mexico. But we'll get into all that. Before we get to this episode, I want to get to the iTunes review of the week, which comes from Michelle K.A. Michelle says, useful, life-changing information. If you want to positively impact your health, listen to Ben's podcast. It's easy to follow, not overwhelming, and Ben provides a clear-cut, simplistic method for following keto and becoming whole healthy. Excellent. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much for that review. I'm so glad you're enjoying the podcast. And if any of you are enjoying the podcast as well, please leave the show a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. It really makes a big difference for the show. And I would really, really love it if you did that. If you took a second right now to pause this and leave that review. Take a screenshot of this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast and upload it to your Instagram story and or Instagram profile and tag me in it. I'll be sure to see it and share that on my story and we'll get some other keto campers following you back. My Instagram handle is at the Benazadi. That is T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. Use the hashtag keto camp or keto camper because we search that frequently. This episode is sponsored by my favorite olive oil, which is the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I get three bottles delivered to me every single month. It is the highest amount of antioxidant olive oil that I've found. And they, what they do is they hand pick these olives seasonally, fresh press it, put it on a jet, deliver it to your door. It is fresh, it is rich in polyphenols, it helps reduce inflammation, it is my favorite. And I partnered up with the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club to get you a $39 bottle for a buck. If you head over to ketocampoliveoil.com, go claim your $39 bottle of this delicious, amazing olive oil for $1. That's ketocampoliveoil.com. Let's get into this episode now with the amazing Dr. Sonia Jensen and the amazing Andrea Siebert. Dr. Sonia Jensen is a mom of two boys, a business owner, a yoga teacher. She's a workshop leader and a woman's health expert. She focuses on women's hormonal health, children's health, cell health and detoxification, mental health and digestion, pre and post pregnancy support. If you want to learn more about the work that she's doing, head over to divineelements.ca. We will also put that in the notes of this podcast. Andrea Siebert is a health coach. She works with HCF seminars. She works closely with my coach and mentor, Dr. Pompa, and she is brilliant. She's the co-founder of Naturally Brave Retreats along with Sonia Jensen. And Andrea is just a wealth of knowledge. So I want to introduce both of them to the podcast. Sonia and Andrea, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm so, so excited. Yep, so excited to be yeah. here. I am too because I admire both of you. Uh, you two are both mentors to me and great friends, and I'm excited to share you with my community. So thank you for being here. And uh, I'd love for Andrea to start with your backstory on what got you to what you're doing today. I think that you're an incredible human being, and I've learned so much from you, and I continuously learn so much from you, and I'm always so blown away by your knowledge. 
uh, but I, you didn't always have this knowledge. So what started you in the health space? I'd love for you to share that. Yeah, so to jump all the way back to being a child, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at two years old. And so I grew up with a very Western medicine background a lot of aspirin. It was nine aspirin a day from the time I was two until 11. And what I, growing up, it was very much more of like, let's not let this disease progress, but I wasn't trying to get better. They weren't trying to help me break out of the autoimmune. They were just maintaining the disease. So when I was in my young 20s, I moved to a place called Oregon and they had all this natural medicine. And it was amazing because they're like, let's get to the root of what's going on. Let's help you have a better, more functional life, not just maintain disease. And so I started changing my diet. I, I went off medications and was implementing supplements and changing mindset and seeing a life coach and a physical therapist and all these multi-therapeutic approaches to wellness. And from there, I was able to start getting my life back. I started being able to exercise more. I was no longer that person that was at the office, afraid of everybody being sick because I knew that if somebody that was sick came by me, I would be sick for weeks because my immune system was so weakened. And so I became just really strong with my immune system. My mindset completely shifted to one where I wasn't just so afraid of how I was going to feel or what was it going to look like the next morning would I be able to walk? I started getting more confidence in my body, being able to go for a hike, right? Or walk in the parade. Because as a child, I was the child that had to be pulled in the wagon because I couldn't make it the full way because the doctors were afraid that it would damage my joints. Mm -hmm. And so I felt so empowered after being able to do all of this stuff with natural medicine. I didn't know that, that they actually had to make you stop because they thought it was gonna damage the bones. That sounds like it was severe. Yeah, they wouldn't let me do any sports. I wanted to be in gymnastics because my sisters were in gymnastics and the doctor said, absolutely not. We're afraid of joint damage. So they wouldn't let me. So you can see like how that would hurt somebody mindset-wise, especially as a child, you'd become afraid to do things. And one of the things that's really great, Ben, you're in our group that, that we're in, the Platinum Group, and we go on this hike in Park City every year. And every year, about a month before we go, I start to get a little anxious. Can I do it? You know, what's it going to be like for me? Because it's really high altitude, but it's uphill the whole way. And then I have to remember, no, I can do this. My body is able to do these things and I'm strong enough. And every year I do the hike just fine. And I think, oh, that was so much easier than I thought. Right. And so that's some of the mindset stuff of growing up with autoimmune and doctors telling you, you can't do something or this will hurt you that I've been overcoming over the last 10, 15 years in my journey. Do you think that when conventional doctors tell somebody they can't do something that it contributes to them actually never being able to achieve that? 100%, right? Bruce Lipton's The Biology of Belief. If you think something, right, you can actually make that happen. So if you think an apple is going to hurt you, well, when you eat that apple, it's more likely to hurt you. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All perception. Relation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The brain doesn't know the difference between fiction and reality. So, I mean, which is also, if you flip that to the positive, how amazing is that, right? Because now we can create our reality. And if you are really focusing on the positive and what you want, imagine what your life can look like. Yeah, that's powerful. I love it. It's the placebo versus the nocebo, right? That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that, Andrea. You're welcome. Thank you. 
And Dr. Sonia, I also admire you and I, and I love the work that you're doing. Uh, I listen to the Women in Wellness podcast every single week. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So those listening to this or watching this on YouTube, go listen to the Women in Wellness podcast. It's amazing with uh, the other doctors, Dr. Mindy and Dr. Caitlin as well. Your husband was on the Keto Camp podcast, Dr. Nick Jensen. It was a great episode. And now I'm excited to have you share. So could you share your story and, and how you grew up and doing what you're doing today? Yeah, I feel like I have so many layers to my story. And when I think back to like the big why, I kind of think back to, you know, childhood, because that's really where we start um, forming our beliefs and our observations about the world and how we're relating to it. So as a young child, I was always an observer. And I always knew that I was here to be of service, but I just didn't know what that looked like. And, you know, you go through childhood thinking um, everybody probably thinks that way, but then you start to learn like, oh, wait, no, there's something a little different about me and how I'm relating to just how others are treating themselves and their health. You know, seeing my mom, um, she's very severe asthmatic, so multiple hospital trips in a coma when I was graduating high school, three times within one year. So almost like these near-death things that were happening in our family, and I just couldn't understand how someone couldn't shift it. Because from a young age, I knew there was real beauty in our bodies and that we can really take control of our lives. But to see somebody in that role for me who i'm supposed to be looking up to and like following a path that you know that she is following i kept questioning it i was like no there's something deeper and different that can change somebody's outcome and for me it always went back to the mindset and how we're relating to ourselves and just like what andrea was saying the thoughts that we're having how that's contributing to what our genes are doing and then the outcome is turning into you know these physical manifestations and over the years of working and going through naturopathic school I went through a kind of a, an event uh, where I was divorced and culture, I feel like plays such a role in how we make decisions and perceive ourselves. So that was a really challenging time for me, but I was sitting in this seat of a doctor in front of these women that were in their fifties and living these lives up to that point that did not serve them. And now we're going through these divorces and these hardships and getting autoimmune disorders and going through these health problems. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I can't sit here and tell them what to do when I'm not fixing myself and how I'm relating to my world. So that really shifted my perception on what, what health really is. And from there on, I've just been seeing and observing women, mostly because I mostly work with women and how women just get sick because we are such givers and naturally we just want to give and take care. And we have forgotten how to fill our cup up first. And we forget that being on this hamster wheel every single day just to find our worth is really affecting our hormones, it's affecting um, our physical health, it's affecting our relationships to others and ourselves. So I feel like in order for me to empower families, I'm a big believer that women are like the center mm -hmm. of communities and family and, you know, happy wife, happy life, like all that stuff that people say. But, you know, and everybody contributes to that. But I feel like if we can hold space for people to just be who they are and just be a supportive community, like the world could shift, like we could shift mm -hmm. the next generation, really. So I feel like bigger picture for me has always been my story. Yeah, I love that. It's a beautiful thought. And and we definitely can cha shape the world and change the world by doing that. So you mentioned there's a lot of women, a lot of men too, that are on this hamster wheel. 
What, what are some, some practical steps that you, somebody could start making today to start shifting away f- from that hamster wheel? Yeah. Well, I think the first step is awareness because right. we also define ourselves or identify with that hamster wheel thinking that it's what's going to get us success, right? So if you ask somebody, well, how are you doing? First thing that they'll say is I'm really busy mm-hmm. and it kind of gives them this worth. So first we have to assess, I think, what does success look like for us? What are our values? Like, what is it that we really want for ourselves? Is it time with our loved ones? Is it vacation? Is it traveling the world? Is it learning and growing? So I think assessing first of where we're at and where Mm -hmm. we want to be is key. And then you can bring in the tools to get you there. That's right. One question that somebody asked me a few years ago was, what does abundance mean to you? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when you think of abundance, you think material objects like money, things and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And I really, really put thought into it. And I thought, you know, abundance for me means freedom, Mm -hmm. freedom of my time, freedom to choose what I'm doing. And so what I was able to do at that point by making that myself aware of that was to completely shift my lifestyle based on how I wanted an abundant life. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I love right now about my life is that at three o'clock, my husband gets home from work and my son gets home from school and it's like I get a second day. So I've arranged my work schedule to be done so that when they come home, right, I have that quality time with them every single day, whether we're doing something together or not, right? I have the option to choose or I can choose to work a little longer or do whatever I need. But looking at your life and saying, what does abundance mean to me? Mm -hmm. It's very individual. Like Mm -hmm. for somebody, it might be working harder and that is what gives them fulfillment and that's okay. And somebody like that will thrive because their relationship to it's different, Mm -hmm. but somebody else, it might, might be time with loved ones or Mm -hmm. something else. So I think recognizing that is the first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it all starts with awareness, like you said, and, and determining your highest values. And you touched upon that, which is also what your definition of abundance is. You determine that, you have the awareness, and then you line up your actions to what's important to you. And that's the, the first step to getting off that, that hamster wheel. I love that. Great shares. Okay, so we talked also, and Andrea had mentioned about multi therapeutic approach which is what you use and you realize it's helping with your health and your arthritis. And you also had Hashimoto's, correct? Correct, yes. With autoimmune, right? It's like a domino effect. You start with one and then all of a sudden things start happening. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, about the Hashimoto or the domino? Uh, About the domino effect of autoimmune disease. Yeah, so we see with autoimmune that you are out, that people will get diagnosed with, say, RA, and then your immune system is suppressed and you have all these things going on, and so it's like a domino effect. So say that with RA, your body's working really hard on the autoimmune, and now it's starting to tax the other organs and glands, and so adrenal fatigue starts to come, and then when the adrenals go, the thyroid, or vice versa, right? Other things start to happen, and then it's just kind of like this domino effect of, autoimmune that happens. And I would say that your listeners that have autoimmune will probably resonate with that because it's never just one autoimmune diagnosis. Things start going because we're not getting to the root cause, right? So with RA, a lot of times you'll find that people are going to treat the symptom, right? Let's go after the pain and let's stop the progression. But that's not the body still having to work really hard to survive in that autoimmune storm. So that's why other things will start showing up. So by going after the root cause, because I know that's what you do as well in the multi-therapeutic approach, Ben, with your keto campers and the clients that you take on personally, 
you're going after the root cause or the upstream cause to turn off that autoimmune response. Mm -hmm. I think what you said there was really important, the survival mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. Like your body is working for you, even in an yes. autoimmune condition, it's trying to do its best to help you survive. And that's mm -hmm. just how we're wired. Mm -hmm. So these other hormones and these other nutrients that help us thrive, take a back seat. So now we're open up to susceptibility in other organs. So the body starts to, not, I, I don't like using the word attack, but like almost trying to get help mm -hmm. from these other systems, but the systems are tasked and tired and they can't, they can't provide the support that we need. Mm -hmm. So the first thing to do is remove the interference and then you allow the body to heal and you could, do, you could add things to it, which is the multi-therapeutic approach. And, and we talked a little bit about our, our thoughts, how important they are. They could create a hell out of heaven or a heaven out of hell. So how, how does that tie into people that, Sonia, that you work with when it comes to people who are, let's say, an entrepreneur or somebody who has a corporate job, and they're just so stressed out right now, and their stress is getting the best of their health, what would be some of the work you would do with that person? Yeah, so I think showing them how it's affecting their health, right? Because some of these people, they're probably getting brain fog, fatigue, irritability, their hormones are probably off, you know, so low libido, um, for men, it's erectile dysfunction, for women, it's hot flashes and night sweats and irregularity in their hormonal system, identifying that and then bringing it back to that state of survival and cortisol, right? So we were talking on the adrenal. So as soon as our cortisol spikes, the hormones that help us thrive, like progesterone, are taking a decline. So they're declining now. So if we don't identify how that stress is really manifesting in our body, it's hard to even want to shift it. Because for many people, they're thriving off the stress, right? Like that high that you get from being that fast pace. So you identify it and then we give them tools. So that tool can be meditation, it can be yoga, it could be identifying you know, a certain type of exercise, a diet that's gonna help their body feel nourished and not also in a state of survival and really reducing the inflammation that shows up when we're in that stressful state. So when cortisol goes up, Progesterone goes down, or it's in decline. What else goes down? Testosterone uh, goes down. Testosterone goes down. Yeah, so any hormones that are going to help you grow will decline. Growth hormone will go down as well. So cortisol and insulin are very intimately linked as well. So, you know, you helping your audience out with getting into ketosis is helping. It's a tool that's allowing their cortisol to come down as well. So food is a huge component of helping your body get into a more relaxed parasympathetic state too. And you do kind of a variation of uh, vegetarian keto, correct? Yeah. And how does that work for you? Like what's on a typical plate for you? So it depends on the season. So right now okay, there's a yeah. lot of squash on my plate. <laughs> So a typical plate would be lots of vegetables and the fat would be like more like avocado, um, lots of oil, olives, and then my protein is usually some sort of beans or lentils or some nuts. So that's kind of typically what my plate would look like. And a yeah. lot of soup. I mean, you've experienced soups. that already. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds delicious, actually. So delicious. <laughs> so we talked about stress. Um, so you would have them identify first what it's doing to them. Connect that. I, I love that. I think it's great. So they actually see it right there, clear in front of them. They understand why it's happening, why they're experiencing symptoms. And they can test it too. Mm -hmm. You can test your hormones and your adrenals to see exactly what's happening. What's the test you would recommend for that? So I would do the Dutch test yeah. for hormones and then also the organic acid test I really love as well because that's telling us how the stress is affecting your neurotransmitter health and also your mitochondria. 
and what we need our mitochondria to function well to actually have energy to do anything, even get into a parasympathetic state. Because mm -hmm. if we're so fatigued, it's really hard to change our mindset around anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And I want to also talk about the importance of having a support system or a community. And maybe Andrea could talk about this. How, how important is that? Because you could have all the information and the right tools and do the right testing. But how important is it to have that structure, that community, a support system in place for results? I would say it's imperative, right? Because, you know, statistics show the people you surround yourself is what you become like. Mm -hmm. So you need a community and support system to hold you accountable, but to also pick you up, right? One of the, my favorite phrases is in this group, we rise together. And I use that in the group that we're together with because we really do lift each other up. And what we do is different than what the rest of the world is saying, right? We're saying, eat high fat, eat lower carb, you know, fast, don't eat all day. Like what we're saying is different, right? It's like kind of like a 180 degrees to what the world is saying. We need people to hold us accountable, but to encourage us as well. Mm -hmm. So without the community, you're more likely to have more struggles in your journey because mm -hmm. this is a health journey, yeah. right? I will do this my whole life. And I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. And if you've heard of Kelly McGonigal and her work on stress, she talks about the physiology of stress. The moment we're stressed out, yes, we're releasing our cortisol and adrenaline, but we're also releasing oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And oxytocin is that love and that community hormone. So we as humans need each other right. to help lift one another up because without relationships, there's no growth. Yeah, I have an example that I share often, which is if you look at creation, I have yet to find something that is by itself. Mm -hmm. We look and look at grass, flowers, animals, humans. We're, we all have fellowship. It's my belief that we're not designed to do anything alone, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's so important. It has been for my journey as well, surrounding myself with people who kind of place me in the zip code of greatness, I call it. Because before that, I, I saw the opposite when I was growing up. I was surrounded by people who are actually leading me to bad things, to unhealthy living habits. So I saw the reverse of that. And I know how important it is to surround myself with, with supporters like you two and, and the whole group, the Platinum Group, because it's been a, a game changer for me. So let's talk a little bit more about what stress does to weight gain or weight loss resistance. How does that correlate? Mm -hmm. So the moment there's stress and cortisol rises, insulin is also associated with that. Right, So the body is going to increase glucose because it feels that you're running away from danger. Your physiology can't tell the difference between you getting upset with your partner and you actually being in danger and needing that support in your muscles to run and get away from it. So the glucose rises, the insulin rises, and if we're doing that continuously all the time, we're turning into a state of insulin resistance. And now the glucose isn't getting inside your cells. And fat cells love cortisol. Fat cells love estrogen, and we are so bombarded with toxins in our world today that they actually replicate themselves within that within the fat cell. So, you know, especially along the belly, that's usually where a lot of people are complaining, you know, I eat the right things, I do all the right stuff, but that belly fat that mm -hmm. just isn't disappearing. And that's where you really have to step back and look at, well, how am I responding to stress? Yeah, you want to you wanna pick up from that as well? Well, I was just going to say that's been so much a part of my journey growing up with autoimmune since a young age. And that stress part, I would say food has not affected my body like stress has. 
And even when it comes to weight gain, but it's also <laughs> pain and inflammation tied to the stress as well. And so stress has been really impactful in my life in trying to regulate that in my journey. And so, you know, we talk to a lot of people and they're like, I'm doing like Sonia was saying, everything right. But how stressful has that journey been? You know, are you eating and fasting so much that it's actually stressing you out and stopping your progress from happening? And so that's where you really need a coach because, again, it's my true belief. Like, I'm a coach, but I need a coach, right? Mm -hmm. Tom Brady, I'm going to use a football analogy. One of the best quarterbacks, I'm not even a Patriots fan, out there, he still has a coach because we need to be walked through this journey because it's hard to identify our own stress Mm -hmm. because it might have been there our whole life. Mm-hmm. And so stress is so impactful in your health journey, not with just weight, but also mm-hmm. with your body being able to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you experiment with yourself and start observing, you'll have a lot of like, whoa moments. Yes. Like I stressed myself out so much with this move that we did with our family mm-hmm. that I was starting to make myself sick. And I mm-hmm. had this moment of like, whoa, <laughs> this <laughs> needs to stop. Because <laughs> we are in control. Mm-hmm. We are. Yeah. I love that you developed that relationship with your body that, you know, when you're uh, having too much stress, because some of it's fine. I mean, acute stress is totally it's fine. We, we grow from it, but it's, it's when it becomes chronic that it turns into a problem. And I've seen people get knocked out of ketosis, but not even eating food, but just getting stressed out because you, you said it cortisol, glucose, insulin, and then ketones go down. So it's very important, especially if you want to get into ketosis and get the therapeutic benefits of ketones. So you two and you have a group that you're working with, you have something special going on and coming up in February, which is, uh, I'd love for you to share about it. And it's designed to teach people more about what we're talking about here, which is mastering stress, having more of this awareness. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you are doing in February. Yeah, so we have a retreat coming up and we're really firm believers that we do need to step out of our everyday hamster wheel to get into a space that's supportive, that's safe, and where we can really spend time just with ourselves, first working on that relationship, and then have that community that Andrea was speaking to, to help elevate us while we're there and working on, you know, like the foods that are right for us, the mindset that's going to be right for us, and then being able to create from that point on what it is that we want to manifest for ourselves. Yeah, and really be immersed, right? Mm -hmm. This is it's a retreat and a wellness vacation, right? Because we're in beautiful Baja, there's the ocean, you're going to have amazing fun time to vacation while learning how to really practice parasympathetic, right? Which is the not the opposite of sympathetic, which is fight or flight, right? So in your day-to-day life on the hamster wheel, it's incredibly hard to practice being in parasympathetic. And as Dr. Libby Weaver from Rushing Women's Syndrome has taught us, is that we have now become where we live in in sympathetic and we have to be intentional about being in parasympathetic. And I like to always say parasympathetic equals paradise, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's where we want to live. We want to live in the bliss of parasympathetic. And so the retreat puts you in immersion where you release all of these like worldly things that you're stuck in on the hamster wheel on a day-to-day basis and you're really practicing it creating a new habit mm-hmm. so that you're more empowered when you go home mm-hmm. to be able to see what you need to shift at your at-home life mm-hmm. because at home you might even not even know that you're so stressed out mm-hmm. yeah it really it gives you actual tools that you can then 
utilized afterwards because you know we can do these things we can go to retreats we can do all of that and then go back into our old environment and just get stuck back into that wheel again but what we really want to encourage during that time are you know the community piece so we we still are in touch Mm -hmm. with our old participants and we all encourage each other and elevate each other even afterwards because it's needed Mm -hmm. because life continuously happens and so we continuously have to utilize these tools and create these practices so like andrea said we have moments in our day where we really practice parasympathetic Mm -hmm. yeah I love it. So you're going you're gonna to teach your guests how to practice this moving forward, not just at the retreat, but moving forward in their day-to-day so they have it as a, a lifestyle approach. I think that's so important. We just discussed how important it is to, to master stress, and you're going to teach them how, exactly how to do it. What are some other activities you're going to be doing at this retreat? Yeah. Uh, yoga, mm-hmm. Kundalini yoga. Yes. Sonia and Nick are masters. Mm-hmm. And so, and if you've ever done yoga, it's not like Hatha or Vinyasa. I mean, this is a real workout. Mm-hmm. And so we do up that every too. morning Yeah, up here <laughs> and physically. Yeah. She makes the simplest move incredibly challenging. And then the next day we're like, oh, we're so sore. Right. <laughs> so we're going to work out every day. Yeah. But we're also going to help people with fasting. So some people came to the retreat and they've never fasted before. So they're still eating, you know, however many, like 30 meals a day, right? (laughs) And we help them to intermittent fast. Mm -hmm. Some people have fasted uh, for 24 hours. And so everybody's at their own level. So we're going to teach them about fasting. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to have keto meals, good organic coffees and teas. Mm -hmm. So we're going to teach people how to eat. Mm -hmm. We're going to exercise them Mm -hmm. so and then as well as the mindset stuff and there's there's a spa on site that people Mm -hmm. can utilize there's surfing so it's really it's community building as well like a lot of ceremony to build community and help each other Mm -hmm. yeah so what was one of your favorite things from the last one you did last year uh we can start with sona yeah so the favorite thing for me was you know uh, we were talking about this just the other day like the first two days it's like we're teaching you know we're really leading everybody and like lifting everybody up and all of a sudden there's this shift that happens and everybody is teaching everybody just steps up into this real space of like who they really are and helping each other out you just see all of a sudden like their posture starts to change and so to see that evolution of somebody in such a short period of time for me was amazing Very yeah. cool. I would I would definitely agree with that watching people come in and then watching their transition happen and and even as something as simple as someone coming in and not being willing willing to say celebrate themselves mm-hmm. and then see them dance mm-hmm. with yeah. celebration yeah. right yeah. at the new person that they've created in just that short amount of time yeah. right is so mm-hmm. like i have goosebumps just thinking about it mm-hmm. and also for myself as well like it's so amazing to go in teaching and then be taught as well by everybody else's transformations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I'm actually doing this for selfish reasons because I yeah. learn more about myself than what I need through teaching. Mm-hmm. And so they help us more than we, I, I hope we're helping them a lot, yes. but, <laughs> but they help us a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who, who is this retreat for? I know that you're very selective on who you want to be there. Who would be the person, the ideal person that should be at this retreat? Mm-hmm. good question yeah anybody wanting transformation yeah, yeah. anybody willing and able mm-hmm. to allow themselves to transform mm-hmm. their lives somebody who wants to create their life mm-hmm. instead of letting the world create it for them yeah 
Yeah, allowing, you know, really taking command of the universe. Because mm-hmm. so often we um, feel victim to what life is bringing to us, but really someone that's really wanting to change that paradigm and be in the driver's seat yeah. of their own lives. I and love and it. also, anybody that's like, I'm doing this and it's not working for me, mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. So where can they go to learn more about the, the retreat? When, what are the dates? How long is it? And where can they go to learn more about it? So the dates are February 25th to March 1st. Um, it's in Baja, Mexico, so on the desert. And the website is naturallybraveretreats.com. And you can find us um, on the website, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put all that in the notes. So that's 2020, uh, February, March fe- 2020. I'm going to put the links in the notes of this podcast. Definitely recommend it. I would personally be there. The only reason I'm not is because I have a, a wedding that my, my girlfriend's uh, best friend is getting married that same weekend. And me and Andrea has, have spoken about that. But I, I highly recommend you two and what you're, what you're doing over there. And we're not done with our conversation, but I just wanted to mention that. So if this is resonating with somebody listening to this right now or you're watching this on YouTube and you're, something's pulling at your, your heartstrings, go ahead and take action with it. Go learn about it. Head to the, to the link in the notes and learn more about what they're doing. And it could be something spectacular for you. So I want to encourage you to do so if it's resonating with, with you right now. Uh, I want to ask you a question for, for both of you, and we'll start with Sonia. What is your definition of perfect health? Mm. Ooh, good one. Yeah, I, I have to go back to the freedom. I think perfect health is always choice, like having the capacity to choose what I want, when I want it, choosing what I want to do, not feeling pain, and not feeling um, victim to my body's symptoms, but being able to be in control and choose what it is and how it is that I want to feel. Ah, love it. And what about you, Andrea? I would say perfect health. That, that's such an interesting question because I would say, well, there's no such thing as perfect health. Mm. But for me, it's it's going through the journey and knowing that you're going to be going forward and sometimes it's going to feel like you're going back, but not giving up, using your failures as feedback, not mm. as something that's stopping you from moving forward, right? And for me, that would be perfect health. Just knowing that this journey is going to continue going on and I'm going to get better and better as I age and that there's going to be some setbacks, but that's not going to stop me. That's going to be feedback to direct my path as I'm moving forward. Yeah, I love it. Both of that ties into awareness, which was at the beginning of our conversation. That's beautiful. So I want to talk a little bit more about about that. And I agree. I don't think there's um, such thing as perfect health. My definition of it is is normal, the way we were designed to be, which is thriving, which is exactly what both of you just just stated. So what are some other, uh, looking for practical tips that you can share here for somebody to start getting more results in their life, things they, they could maybe replace that are simple swaps they could do right now today that will make a difference for them and how they feel and having more awareness in their life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always go bigger picture first. And for me, is breathing. So we do not breathe well. Most of us go through the day and you could probably like, you know, have an alarm on your watch and like just to recognize like if you're actually breathing and we're not breathing through the belly. So if you're not breathing, your nutrients are not moving around your cells, your oxygen levels to your brain are not high enough where you're going to be able to focus and concentrate and do the things that you want to do. And you're just not going to feel nourished. And in order for our parasympathetic state to really flourish, we need to be able to breathe. And breath, I feel like, is our best friend. Mm-hmm. So we need to utilize it because it's there to, mm-hmm. for us to master. So breathing through the, through the belly. So inhale, uh, let the belly come out. 
Yes, expand, expand, expand it all. And then when you're breathing out, really breathe out all that carbon dioxide and bring the belly all the way back to your spine. There's a breath that I love to utilize. It's called the breath of fire. And what's said is however many minutes you do that breath of fire for is considered to be one breath. And in yoga teachings, they teach us that we have only a certain amount of breaths in our lifetime. So we can, if we can extend that breath out, we then that's longevity, right? Mm-hmm. So by utilizing that breath of fire, we're using our navel point, which is our command center to command, again, the universe in our life and really get you know, positive feedback in our body to create more confidence too. Awesome. What were you going to share, Andrea? Oh, I was like breathing. Every time she says it, I, how many on the audience just immediately started yeah. doing their yeah, breathing? Yeah, me too. And realized I maybe wasn't even breathing during this entire podcast right. so far, myself included, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's always such a good reminder. And something so simple, you can even do little sticky notes, right, around just to remind you to breathe. I love that. Yeah, such a great tip right there. I, you know, I didn't realize to the extent that your breathing determines if nutrients get into your cells and you said oxygen to the brain. So it makes so much sense. So if you're an entrepreneur, just by breathing, you might be more mentally sharp and have less brain fog just by practicing this every single day. And like Andrea said, having little reminders that say, breathe <laughs> all over the place. So simple and so complicated. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So what about you, Andrea? What are some, some practical tips you can share? Yeah, mine is gonna be variation. And so I'm like, I need a, t- a term a fun term for variation because it's just not that fun to say chronic variator, addicted to variation, something more fun and more positive, but variation of life, right? So if you've been doing ketosis for a year and you're not seeing the results, or even if you've been doing it a year, right, change it up. And so I like to think of daily, weekly, monthly, seasonally for every single thing in your life. So if you have a morning routine, change it up, right? Weekly, daily, weekly, seasonally, if you're, whatever you're eating, change it, eat in the seasons, the food that you're eating that needs to be changed on a regular basis. Cause there's, if you think about the amount of nutrients we need, yet we eat the same food, you know, every week, we're not getting all this amazing nutrition out there um, that we could be getting if we're eating the same thing over and over. And then I would say even too, what are you watching? What are you reading? Who are you spending time with? Variation in every aspect of your life would be a tool I would start utilizing right away. Yeah, I I love that. Variation, adaptation, flexibility, whatever we want to call it. What does that do to the body at a cellular level with the hormones when you're constantly changing up your, your, what you're eating and the thing, your, your routine? Mm-hmm. what's well, forcing your body to adapt. So it's the same thing with fasting. What we're doing is we're creating a bit of conscious stress on the body. And with those simple moves that Andrea was talking about that I get people to do in yoga class, it's the same thing. It's a conscious stress for that minute or those three minutes, sometimes 10. Um, <laughs> so that the body has to step up. It has to rise up for the occasion and do what it needs to do and move the nutrients, move the hormones, get things activated. And then there's a rest right? Uh So I think the big thing also that would be great for your listeners to tap into is the art of receiving. Because that receiving doesn't happen until we relax, right? So the refeeding part of the fasting is the most important. The shavasana and the rest after yoga class is the most important. The end of the day, really collaborating or like um, looking at what your day was like and relaxing into the gifts that that day brought you Uh is probably the most important time of the day, right? Uh So 
I think that, I think I went on a tangent, but I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Looking back at your day and, and seeing what gifts were brought to you, there's always gifts to look for. And I'm a true believer that whatever we feed energy to expand. So if you start getting into the habit of that, you'll get more gifts to be thankful for. So I love those shares. So, so powerful. I think these tips are, are very simple, like, like we said, but they're very difficult to do on a consistent basis. And I think that's where a lot of people lack the the results they want. It's the discipline to to get there or the consistency or whatever you want to call it. So what are some tools you can do to develop that that discipline or that consistency to get the results that you want? Mm-hmm. So some tools for the discipline piece. Um, I think you have to relate to discipline in a different way too. So for me, discipline equals freedom, right? Because when you're consistent, you're having that positive feedback loop in your brain that tells you you are doing something for you. And then your bucket is getting full and full. And it takes 40 days. I mean, there's different days now. Some um, Robin Sharma says 66. Some people say 40. And it takes that much time to break an old habit and create a new one. There's a neuroscientist that I was listening to, and she was talking about how our synapses and neurons are so fixated with our habits and our beliefs that it's a metabolic expense on the body to break it and create a new one. And that's not going to happen after a few days, right? So if you do that something for 40 days, your neurons can then gently create these new pathways that are then going to serve you. So just by, you know, two minutes of breathing in the morning, two minutes, we spend so much time scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, doing all this, we can give ourselves two minutes to breathe, and then maybe extend that to three, and then to four. So it's just step by step at try one thing at a time. Yeah, I love it. Try one thing, get good at that, and then build from there. Great, great advice. And that's so fascinating about that. It's a metabolic expense to the body to change a habit. It, it really is. It really is. So what about you, Andrea? What, what are some ways that they could learn from you? Yeah, well, I think community, right? And having a tribe is really important when you're looking at discipline in your life. Because again, I, I would rather reframe the word discipline to something else, right? Something that's, that feels a little less harsh for me because I like freedom. And so, but I, what does your shirt say though, Bennett? I see the word discipline. It says what she just said, discipline equals freedom. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love it. It does, right? It does equal freedom. Yeah. And so I think we look at discipline as something that, that's like, if your kid does something wrong, you have to discipline them. So it's like looking at discipline as a way of freedom, right? But your community and your tribe and having people that do this journey with you, I think helps you to create those new habits and stick to them. Mm -hmm. And then I would say your morning time. Set your morning up right and set your evening up right. In the morning, if you start your day off with intentions, quiet time, and gratitude, you know, what you focus on grows. And so if you start your day off like that, and it could be just as something as two minutes, Mm -hmm. I can literally set an intention in 30 seconds, right? So set your intentions every single morning and then look back and reflect and see how all those things fall into place. I love that. Yeah, totally. And, And so we talked a lot about thinking in our thoughts and how we could manifest a future for us that we want or a future for us that's the same old pattern that we've been in with our thoughts. I'd love to talk about gratitude and how important it is to experience gratitude. One of my favorite quotes comes from Dr. John D. Martini, and he said, whatever we think about and think about, we bring about. And we, the whole conversation is all about that. So my question to you, uh, both of you, and we can start with Sonia, is what are you most grateful for today? And then what are some ways to practice gratitude? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, I've had this thought for the last couple of weeks because my husband and I just kind of renewed our vows. And so I've been really deep into like gratitude and just gratitude for breath and life and community. Mm-hmm. Just seeing everyone show up for us the way they did and just like the amount of love that life can bring if you allow it, mm-hmm. I think is just so beautiful. And we don't tap into that a lot because you focus so much on what's not working. So I am just grateful for life. Like just for this ability to experience this life as challenging as it can be. But I'm just so grateful that every day I can wake up and have like beautiful people around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. What about you, Andrea? Uh, well, I would say gratitude and joy are my two very favorite things because we get to choose them. And so I, I get even just like so emotional at the idea that I get to put on gratitude. I get to put on joy every single day and live there. Right. And then I would say to just people, mm-hmm. I love, love, love people. I love connection. My love language is quality time. So I'm at Sonia's house mm-hmm. spending quality time <laughs> and how amazing that I get to choose that. So people and choices. Yes. Beautiful. And what are some ways that somebody could practice gratitude? I, I know it sounds easy, but what are, if you actually could put it into somebody's like schedule or what would you tell them or what would you recommend for them? Yeah. So one hormone, hormone, Hor- oh my gosh, I'm so used to hormones all the time. <laughs> Homework assignment <laughs> that I give uh, my patients is that in the evening, first starting with themselves, three things that they're grateful for for themselves that they did, and then extending that out. So just writing it down or saying it to your partner or saying it out loud. Because sometimes just thinking it, all of a sudden there's another belief that comes in to almost block it. Mm-hmm. So I think if you actually physically write it down and say it out loud, it, it can, it turns into existence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that I know are struggling with that. Mm-hmm. And so for those that are challenged and they say, I don't have anything to be grateful for, ask somebody in your circle mm-hmm. what they're grateful for, for you. And, and you can start there if you're blocked. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip. And you're right. There's a lot of people who, who don't even, he can't even manifest a grateful thought what I teach is, or what I share with people is the stat 150,000, and that's how many people die every single day. So if you just understand that 150,000 people took their last breath yesterday, they're going to take their last breath today, and we're alive right now, we're breathing, just knowing that is enough to be grateful for, at least for me, and I, and I would imagine for most people, uh, which is such a powerful stat. It's a lot of people that are dying every single day. So if you just put your hand on your heart and feel the heart beat and breathe, uh, going back to breathing, that's a sense of gratitude uh, for sure. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. I, I'm grateful for that share. So thank you, too. I have a, a couple more questions for you. What is the most exciting thing that you're working on right now? Uh, we'll start with Andrea. What's the most exciting thing that you're up to right now? Mm, I would definitely say retreats because I have more than one retreat in the mix for next year. And that was my big thing in 2019 was that I wanted more retreating in my life. Because when I was at the retreat this year, it just felt right. Mm -hmm. Everything about it, I was 100% in parasympathetic mode the entire time, Mm -hmm. even teaching, which is not always the case when you're teaching. And so I'm so excited about retreating and making a part of my life and bringing it to the world because I think so many people don't take time to do something like a retreat, yet a retreat has the ability to completely change your entire life. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm excited yeah. about retreating. Yeah. Well, what, before we move on to Sonia, how did you get involved with retreats? Like, what what, what sparked your interest in retreats? 
this one. Uh, got it. <laughs> so I've been, yeah, I've been doing women's retreats as an attendee. And Sonia had, has been doing them, but she's been putting them on. And when she asked me to join her in a joint venture for Naturally Brave, I mean, it wasn't even, I didn't even ask my husband and that's totally like a faux pas rule. Like I always talk to my husband about everything. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Hey, by the way, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jake. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> we just went into business with Nick and Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, that naturally. Oh, got it, got it. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you got into it because of Sonia, and uh, now you're so inspired to do even more next year. I didn't realize you were doing more than one, so that's that's really exciting. Very cool. What about you, Sonia? What is the most exciting thing that you're working on? So um, I think this last weekend really sparked this whole like new foundation that we can kind of build on. So for Nick and I, my husband and I, I think we're uh, now I'm just really excited to build with him like we've been building side by side for a little while now like we started building together and then we kind of did this to figure out like who we are as individuals because mm -hmm. we work together we live together we parent together we do all of that and now I feel like we've done this circle where we're coming back so we can start building more together mm -hmm. beautiful I love that analogy of just going out and then coming back in I think that's great very cool okay I have one more question for you before we wrap up this conversation What's the last thing you want to share with the listeners or the viewers here? What's just some words that, uh, you, whatever, when I just asked that, that just came up to your mind right now. What are some last words you want to leave for the listeners? So what always comes up for me is for everyone, like my wish for everybody is to always know that they're worth it mm -hmm. and that you are worth all of it, all the abundance that's coming into your life, even the challenges that come into your life to help you grow and the opportunities Like you are so worthy and you are such a gift to the world that you have every right to be happy and joyous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you are worth it for sure, and you're not alone. Mm -hmm. There's so many people in our community, in this world, that want to do this journey with you, which is why I'm so thankful for Keto Camp, mm -hmm. right? Keto Camp is an amazing community, and so you're not alone, and you're so worth it. Yes, yes, 100%. Powerful share. Thank you for that. I want to acknowledge you both for coming on here and sharing with Keto Campers. I know that they got a lot from it. I sure did. I learned a lot. Just I have a lot of notes here that I could go back and reference. So I want to say thank you and acknowledge you both for showing up, uh, showing up authentically and making a difference for, for so many people beyond your, your comprehension. You're making a lot of uh, dents in this world, dents in disease. You're, you're helping people with becoming more authentic with themselves and having that awareness. And you've helped me along the way, and I'm so grateful for both of you. So I want to say thank you for sharing today. And where can they find more of your work, Sonia? So Facebook, I'm pretty active on there, Dr. Sonia Jensen. And our website is divineelements.ca, so you can find us on there as well. Perfect. And Andrea? Yeah. So for me, it's going to be naturallybraveretreats.com and elevatewellness.com. Great. We'll put that in the notes. And uh, thank you again so much. I had a great time with you too. Yeah. And well, can I just say thank you to you too, yeah. Ben, because everything you just thanked us for, you're doing it on this public platform mm -hmm. in such a big way. And so you're changing lives. Yeah. You're making some big dents. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Craters. Yes, craters. <laughs> they're like boulders. Like they're yes, we're doing this together. So awesome. Awesome teamwork. Thank you, too. Thank, Thank you. you. I hope you enjoyed that discussion with two amazing women. If you want to learn more about their retreat coming up in February, head over to naturallybraveretreats.com. 
There will also be a link in the notes of this podcast episode. Go check it out. Go check out their work. Browse all the resources in the podcast notes. We have our full-time person, Rachel, who puts it all together for you. So make sure you take advantage of that. And also leave the show a rating and review if you haven't done so already. If you would like a free keto kickstart guide, I have a 12-page ebook designed to teach you how to burn fat instead of sugar. And that's over at KetoKickStartGuide.com to get that for free. The last thing I want to leave you with is this. If you want to learn more about putting all these pieces together for you to achieve optimal health, what I call perfect health, then consider joining the Keto Camp Academy. It's an online program where you get monthly health coaching from me. You get over 100 videos all about keto, fasting, sleep, performance, fitness, and so much more. You get $600 worth of meal plans and all of my books, all in this program, which is around a buck a day. I want to give you a free seven-day trial of the Keto Camp Academy. Head over to ketocampacademy.com. Sign up for a free seven-day trial. Try it out for yourself. You're going to fall in love with it. That's ketocampacademy.com. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this entire episode through. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.